0: When it was announced, they told us to start our engines and get ready to tear up the streets, because Motor City Online was going to be a car lover's dream come true. It was the first game of its kind to feature a massive internet racing and community building experience. We would be able to race classic American hot rods on 24 different tracks for money or pink slips. Afterwards, we could retire to a local Roadkill Diner to brag about our day to our friends. On paper, it sounded awesome, but did Motor City Online live up to our expectations, and just what does a massive internet racing community look like in today's day and age? Stick around, because we'll be discussing these topics and more as we take today's high octane trip down memory card lane. afternoon and good evening. I hope these words find you well. Hello and welcome to the 61st episode of our Video Game Nostalgia podcast, A Trip Down Memory Card Lane. Each week we take a look at one title relevant to the current week in gaming history and we talk about it. While doing so, we hope to teach you something new about the game, what it took from the world as its inspiration, or what it gave back to the world in its legacy. Today... We're going to be looking back at the early racing MMO, Motor City Online, and using it as an excuse to talk about the evolution of online racing, talk about the evolution of other online MMO art racing games, actually, kind of the whole genre. Uh, so yeah, I'm David Casson, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, who doesn't need to visit the Motor City Online because he's always in it, my brother Rob Casson. Rob, how are those mean streets looking these days?
1: Well... Being in the Motor City, you know, people drive fast, so you got to watch out. It's pretty scary.
0: Are the roads still utter trash?
1: I mean, Dave, Uh, I live in Michigan. Come on.
0: I mean, I haven't been there in a a minute, so.
1: Yeah, no, the roads have uh, not gotten any better.
0: I mean, in here, if you don't live inside, if you don't live in New Orleans, you're in pretty good shape. I mean, they're notoriously awful in the city, but outside of the city, our roads are pretty good.
1: Well, I guess just around the homestead is the the worst of it, but yeah, it's still pretty bad in other places too, you know, especially 75, just hit Michigan and you know it. It's so
0: very true. It's it's so, (laughs) it's so true. You always know when you hit Ohio and you always know when you hit Michigan on that trip. Yep. Oh man. How you doing? Doing well. How about yourself? Doing well. What you been playing this week?
1: Ooh. Well, this week I've been playing some Rocket League, a little bit more RuneScape. I did Diablo 2 Diablo with you and Damon,
0: mm-hmm. and then
1: I started trying out this game called Volcanoids. And if, before you ask, I have no idea. Let me play some more before I can say anything, because I'm still confused as hell of a damn game.
0: Isn't that the one with like the train thingy? Like, like a drill like a drill train yeah
1: yeah yeah
0: yeah I've seen that one when it was in first came to oily early, early access it caught my eye in fact I think it's on my wish list um, yeah
1: it went uh, it, it had a sale over the week like last week so I picked it up and uh oh. it's a lot to learn it's a lot to take in at first but I think I'm getting the hang of it so
0: I missed it yeah that's like this base building game where you're like on a volcanic island and you operate giant drills and, and, and yeah. Uh,
1: Yep. I've cut it close quite a few times with them eruptions.
0: Interesting. Interesting. Oh, well, uh, how about
1: yourself? What have you been playing?
0: Rocket League and Diablo are always on there. I finished that little indie mystery game, 12 minutes, and I don't think I've played anything else all week. I, I can't, I can't recall. I can't recall playing anything else this week at all. Oh, well. Yep. The usual. So, yeah. Uh, you we're right in the middle of game release season. What's got you excited?
1: Well, obviously Battlefield.
0: Yeah, we played the beta. That was We talked about that on a previous episode. So, uh, the beta did not... Uh, diminish your excitement for the game at all. I will let everyone know that for sure.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, bugs are bugs. They're going to happen. I had a ton of fun.
0: Yeah, that's really all that matters. That Osprey,
1: we, I'm just, I am just—I had a lot of fun with it.
0: Yeah, we've never really been the kind of person that I don't think either one of us gets angry when games are buggy or not perfect. Like, that's just the way it goes, you know? What else? Anything else got you excited? I mean, we're, we've got so many titles coming out soon. Well, naturally, Farming Simulator 2022. <laughs> I'll never understand. And the thing of it is I play all that type of stuff, but for some reason I've never got into Farming Simulator and I don't know why you're fixated on it, but go you. <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, it's just it's something to do. Yeah, it's true. It's very you can
1: true. Just kind of just kick back. Not to say that real farming isn't a fuck ton of work. Props to the Farmers of America.
0: Yeah, but we have, like, there's lots of other games that have fun stuff to do. I mean, you, you got your Volcanoids and uh, Satisfactory just got a big update. I, I actually, I think today, as, as you know, the day we're recording, the new update dropped. And you never got into Valheim, but that's your, that's your style. and A lot of people really liked that game. Yeah, there's lots of stuff to do around there.
1: Well, I don't know what to tell you, Dave. I enjoy it. Quite a few of my friends do too, so it's something we do together.
0: You didn't have any time for Timberborn this week though, huh? No no beavers? Nope, no beavers this week. Oh, no beavers. I didn't have time for the beavers either. All right. Yeah, they'll you, get b- theirs. you know what I did have time to do though? I, I caught the new Dune movie, which thumbs up. Is it? Nice. Glad to hear it. Well, I mean I I I enjoy the Dune books, so I'm one of those, and anytime they, you know, turn your books into movies, there's always that worry, but they did a good job with it, and uh, as of today, everyone's worry was they kind of ended the story, because it's a big book, but as of today, they greenlit the second part, so uh, we get to see the rest of the story, and I'm excited for that.
1: Didn't it end like two-thirds through the book?
0: It kind of, sorta, yeah. I mean, it ends in the middle of the story. They did a really good job yeah. with the movie. They they did a really good job with the movie. Like the movie, the movie touches on enough stuff because Doom is huge. It's it's a lot of religion, a lot of politics. It's it's a it's a deep deep book, and uh, they did a, a really good job on touching on all that without it being overwhelming. I think it. I think the way they did it, it can appeal to a lot of more casual viewers too and, and it's been getting good reviews so I, I think that that's standing true so but yeah they kind of ended it towards the in the middle of the story you know they the the book is essentially two parts in a way the way the story is told and they told the first part of the story and and, and now we find out that they're going to get to tell the second part and finish this this book so that's awesome and then maybe they'll keep going although the rest of the books you know eh, they all have their, their parts to them but yeah So, yay.
1: Yay indeed, Dave.
0: Rob, you're a racing fan, right? Racing games, Mm -hmm. you like racing games?
1: I've known to dabble.
0: What kind of racing games do you like?
1: Ones where I get to go fast.
0: (laughs) What are some of your your favorite racing games that you can think of? A
1: lot of the Need for Speed series, I... Like a lot of the older games, More, uh, Most Wanted is probably one of my favorite in that entire series. Um, I do enjoy the Forza Horizons. Uh, Four, obviously, was a phenomenal game and really excited for the launch of five, as we were just talking. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. The Burnout series. Mm
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Love that series. Uh, I mean, there's, there's just so many. These, these are just the ones that come to mind because they're the ones I've played the most recent. But, well, you know, NASCAR, too, come to think of it. Even even NASCAR. Like, I, I enjoy those. Getting to drive the sprint car all the way up through the dirt truck and through all the way up to whatever the new cup is. Now I don't really know that well because I haven't followed it as closely as Dad has. But, uh, yeah, that's fun, too, you know? Just depends what, what's going on. That's true. Driving in general, it's fun.
0: That's true. Yeah, I, um, you ever get into Gran Turismo at all on PlayStation?
1: I played one that was on the PSP, and I did really enjoy that, but I didn't really own a PS3, 4, and obviously not a 5 at the moment, um, so I just never really played them. I didn't really do, get it into it on PlayStation 2, and I don't even know if it was on 1. Gotcha. But, yeah, I didn't really own PlayStations. I was always an Xbox guy.
0: Awesome. Yeah. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Had you, have you ever heard of Motor City Online? Can't say that I have. <laughs> okay. But cool. <laughs> well, when it came out, you would have been six. So I, I really didn't expect, I really didn't expect it. That's okay. That's okay. So, yeah, I
1: don't think we, uh, had, uh, had, much internet then
0: no and honestly that's part of the problem that's a that's great we'll talk about that that's exactly part of the problem you know so Motor City Online was released back in October of 2001 and it's what we call a massively multiplayer online racing video game now there aren't a lot of MMORs it's really weird to say because we're so used to MMORPGs right yep is runescape considered mmorpg uh yeah yeah so i mean you play runescape all the time so you're familiar with the genre but you know the most probably the most famous mmorpg is wow world of warcraft and there's lots of games like that like back in the day we had everquest you know i think that was the first big one and before that we had ultima online and which was not really an MMO, but online rpg and yeah, so there's, those MMORPGs are all over the place right now. Fallout 76 and Elder Scrolls Online and I don't know, I'm sure I'm forgetting lots of them. Destiny, that's an MMORPG. But this was in the early days of it, you know, and, and Electronic Arts was trying to make a massively multiplayer online video game that was racing. So the point of Motor City Online was to buy classic cars. They had 30 licensed cars, I think. They were mostly American muscle cars made between the 1930s and the 1970s. You could tune them up and you can race them against other players. Now, Rob, you just said that you were a big fan of the Need for Speed series, right? Right. So originally this was going to be part of the need for speed series. It, it's working title originally was need for speed motor city. And like I said, this came out in 2001 and 2001 would have in the need for speed series timeline, put it between the releases of need for speed Porsche unleashed and need for speed, hot pursuit Two. Yeah. And, and so that's early. Cause I think need for speed Porsche unleashed was like the third one in the series And Hot Pursuit 2 was the fourth one in the series. So we're talking really early, really early in the Need for Speed series. But early Need for Speed games are really popular, you know, and this was announced in 1999. And it was really, I mean, when you go and you look back at the early Need for Speed games, it's really easy to see why people are excited. You know, 98 is when Need for Speed 3, Hot Pursuit. So this would have been four and five if if Need for Speed, four and five. I just answered my question about where in the timeline they were. Um, And in Hot Pursuit, that, that Hot Pursuit part really added something to the Need for Speed series. You know, that Pursuit mode was something unique and different that that game had prior to all of the other games. And I remember... I
1: thought that was a lot of fun.
0: It was a lot of fun. And the early Need for Speeds didn't have it. They had police, but they didn't have a Pursuit mode where the police were like the police and the helicopters and the spike strips and like... I remember thinking how freaking cool it was that now the police were using spike strips on me, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so Need for Speed 3 got a lot of traction. Uh, and then in 99, the same year this was released, uh, you know, before they announced this, we got Need for Speed High Stakes. Do you remember Need for Speed High Stakes at all? No, nah, I can't say that I do. Yeah, it was more like racing for pink slips in like a supercar type world. So Ooh, that sounds cool. But, you know, in the midst of the successes of Hot Pursuit and High Stakes, you know, EA decided that they were going to that they were going to make a new need for speed game that initially the only thing they were really telling everyone was that it was going to exist in a persistent world. And they compared it to either EverQuest or Ultima Online, you know, the the MMORPGs that were popular at the time. And honestly, that was that was more than enough to to pique everyone's interest. This was a time when the, as you said, the internet was still kind of in its, it wasn't in its infancy, but online gaming was still kind of new, you know, and, and these online worlds were not as common as they are now. So anytime that you had someone announce that they were going to do a new online world, everyone was, everyone was, was excited for it. And no one had tried to do a racing one before. So that was kind of like a double whammy. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't really know what, you could do that with nowadays. You get what I'm saying? Like what 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 online world haven't we done yet that would make people excited, I wonder?
1: MMO GH
0: What's a GH?
1: Guitar Hero baby.
0: Oh oh, oh. oh, yes, because what I really want is a giant room with a bunch of guitar players who can't really play guitar trying to one up with one another. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that would be awesome
0: can you imagine that just sitting in a room and there's like there's like one guy who's like okay well anyway here's wonder wall and another guy is like playing i the iron man riff and then this other guy's like hey check this out i can play like the guy from kansas but he really plays a guns N' roses song because he has no idea what he's talking about and then someone's
1: playing stairway to heaven I and ex- then that's it there's the guy who just starts ripping raining blood
0: i know I know through the flames and fire, this guy's like I oh, was the uh, best. What?
1: That, that's no. That's that's wrong, Dave. Is it? Don't, don't disrespect TTFAF like that.
0: Through the fire and flames. There you go. Yeah, I reversed it. I had to re- I had to remember what I said for a second. I had to roll back the tape. Through the fire and the flames, we <laughs> carry on. But yeah, so you had this online world. You know, it was going to be new and people were excited. You know, and, and And so the details started to trickle out, right? You had, like I said at the beginning, 30 licensed cars from the 30s to the 70s. They were going to add more after it shipped. You know, all the cars were said to be fully upgradable. And you could have thousands of auto parts that would be available for to buy or to trade with others. So think of, you know, I know lately one of our friends has been playing Car Mechanic Simulator. So I, I, in my mind, I kind of think of something like that, you know, Mm -hmm. players could buy cars and sell cars to other players. They could trade cars to other players. They could trade parts or sell parts, you know, so you could earn parts while racing and open up your own body shop or something. There were, there was, um, this was part of a newspaper. It was called the, I don't know, something Gazette. And, you know, this is it it was like you'd put a classified in on the newspaper, you know, and on the other part of the newspaper, you know, there would be a section where uh, someone could post like where the cops were hanging out. You know, there'd be a part like a crime blotter where it would list who got busted for speeding or reckless driving, you know, and the thought of. I know it's the stuff like this is hard to talk about now because all that sounds so commonplace, but we didn't have, we didn't have it. We didn't live online back then. Like we did now. So the thought of there being an online place where all this stuff existed was honestly something special. And yeah, I would, I wish it was easier to convey, but that's the honest truth because it's really hard to convey right now. It's really hard to convey nowadays. You know what I mean? I agree but yeah it, it was um i mean and you could customize the cars completely again every racing game we play we just talked about for forza, forza forza we play the forza series doesn't matter if you're a horizon fan or a motorsports fan you can you can tweak your cars so intricately and buy parts and 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 tweak the downforce you you, you know what i mean like you can customize cars so far nowadays Back then with the need for speeds, you got in a car. You Well, you didn't. I mean, you got a car, you raced it. Like there really wasn't a choice to do that, you know? Right. I remember I remember getting the first NASCAR racing game. I saved up mo- money to get the first NASCAR racing. I had to come up with half the money and like the other half was like a birthday gift. And I got the first NASCAR racing made by Papyrus. I remember that for the PC. I couldn't tell you the year. 97 95 it would have been mid 90s mid to late 90s and uh i remember on that one you could do custom setups for your race cars and that was so cool to me of course back then i had no clue you know we we have a dad who's a mechanic and i never learned that stuff till i was an adult so i would tweak that stuff and have absolutely no clue what i was doing not that i know much better nowadays but i at least have an idea on what i'm doing when i'm tweaking like the camber of the car, for instance, you know, whoops, right. But uh,
1: here I am building a race car.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, you could, you could customize your cars completely. You know, there were also places that you could, you could come together with other racers. There was Roxy's diner. There was the roadkill cafe where people could come together and, and interact with one another you know, these were all a lot of really great ideas that people were excited for. And so here comes October of 2001, and the end product that we got, it really just didn't live up to everyone's expectations. This is literally an MMO. So when it came out, it was a $40 game, but it also had a $10 monthly subscription fee. There aren't a lot of games anymore that have monthly subscription fees, you know? No, nah,
1: I guess there's not a whole
0: lot now. No. I mean, other than the MMOs, what else does it, really? I mean, we have seasons and stuff like that, but how many games actually have a monthly subscription fee? We're honestly really lucky in that respect, I think. I think that's a practice that could have that could have gotten worse, but I, I personally think that's gotten better myself. Um, the other sad part is is that they don't really make games that we feel are worth a $10 monthly subscription fee. That's the other way to look at it, you know what I mean?
1: Uh yeah, yeah that is a very good way to look at it.
0: Because we pay the money when we like stuff. I mean we buy the games when we like them, you know. Yeah. So Rob, when you started the game, you were given three choices of cars. You could either pick from a Bel Air, a Fairlane, or a 57 Ranchero. They were all 57 models. Um those those were those were your choices for cars. What would, what would you choose between the three of them? Uh I think I'd do the Ranchero. You know, I was thinking that, too. I played this, and I'm pretty sure I did a Bel Air back then. But I I think the Ranchero might be my my choice nowadays. I think that's a more interesting car, personally. The Bel Air and the Fairlane are classics, though. I mean, a 57 Bel Air is a classic, classic car. It's iconic, even. But the Ranchero is fun. It's a knife. It's a nifty car. I like it. It's a knockoff, but uh, you know, I like
1: it. It, it. It's, it's a redesign. We'll, we'll say it that.
0: And then you had four different like racing that you could do. You could do street racing. You could do circuit racing. There were time trials and there was drag racing. You know, there were, there were open races where you could like pick like the, the settings. Like if you want to be this course for this money type deal, there were sponsored races, where sponsored races was where it wasn't your car. You, basically the car was chosen for you. Like you all had to race with a common vehicle. You could join clubs and you would have races that put pit clubs against one another. I guess that's like the team racing in Forza. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and there was drag racing, which, you know, that speaks for itself. That's just drag racing on a, str- on a strip, you know, but the sure. problem was, is that there really wasn't a lot of, of people, you know, the, the, the player base from the beginning, there weren't a lot of people that, that just doled out the money for, for it. So right from the beginning, people couldn't find opponents. Um, they couldn't find opponents, you know, and so they would get dumped into races with com- computer bots and computer bots were known to just whop on, on human players and, And so people weren't really getting anywhere. They weren't able to progress, you know. Um, And then for drag racing, you know, drag racing is kind of where you started with this. The problem with drag racing was that this is still when the Internet was in its infancy. You know, broadband Internet was not common. There were people that played on broadband Internet and there were people that played in on dial up. Can you imagine that trying to play a racing game on dial up? I cannot. Can I you really even can, can. can you even wrap your head around playing on dial up at all? I don't. I don't know if you have a reference point. Do you?
1: I feel like I do recall because I remember the fax like noises, mm-hmm. um, which even that'll date me. Uh, <laughs> most people don't know what a fax machine is if they're younger.
0: Yeah, true statement.
1: But no, I believe I do recall it. So but I also would have only ever seen it on like Messenger or something. So right. My reference isn't really games.
0: Yeah, I mean, and you could race for money. You could race for pink slips. You could drag race for pink slips, which seems like a lot of fun in theory. But when you have one person on dial in and one person on broadband and the lag is just like you you have rubber banding, it just doesn't it doesn't work. You know what I mean? yeah no you know one reviewer said that that latency was a huge problem that cars were disappearing and reappearing, bouncing up and down on the track as though it were a trampoline. honestly, that sounds hilarious someone someone sometimes would shoot from behind to win a race when you thought you left them in the in the dust and that would that would just that would piss people off you know understandably and then there the there was an auction interface where you could buy and sell cars and you know. The problem was the people who could play it, played it. The people who couldn't play it, couldn't play it. And so the wedge between them just got bigger and bigger. Um, One reviewer that I looked at said that he saw one attractive car in the auction place. It was a Mustang and it was being auctioned up for upwards of two hundred and seventy five thousand dollars, which is crazy because you start out with eight eight thousand dollars and you don't earn money enough for that to be a thing, you know? Mm-hmm. So there are pe- normal people are sitting there with fifty grand or less in their bank account, and he's like, "I saw people with two million dollars or so in the bank, and it, it 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 was just hard for the average person to come up with the kind of money to spend two hundred and fifty plus thousand dollars on a Mustang, um, and so that that made it not accessible too, you know." Mm-hmm. Um, and then you know we talked briefly about Roxy Steiner in the Roadkill Cafe, and in theory having an online place where you could come together and interact with other people sounded really cool, but it wasn't Ultima Online. It wasn't EverQuest. It was really just a 3d chat room. And so that got boring really quick too, you know? Um, yeah, I mean, motor city online in theory had a lot of fun things, but when we finally got the first, you know, online racing MMO, which for all purposes, this was, it just, it wasn't, it wasn't anything special, you know? Right. And so, I mean, it only lasted a few years before it got shut down. And yeah, that's that. You know, Need for... The EA would try uh, online MMO racing game again much, much later. Do you remember Need for Speed World at all?
1: No, I can't say I ever played that either.
0: So, Need for Speed World was a, a freemium game. So, you know how freemium games are. They're free to play, but you pay for boosts. Um, it it, it, it came in 2010, basically. Why it's special, why I'm bringing it up, is because you said you're a huge fan of Most Wanted, right? Yeah. It was an online game that used the style of Most Wanted. So oh. it had focused on illegal straight racing, cartooning, police chases. Um, it was set in a fictional city that combined uh, Rockport from Most Wanted and Paul Motts from uh, Need for Speed Carbon. and kind of put those two together and uh, redesigned some graphics and new locations were added to connect the two cities together. And then it had about a hundred licensed cars that you could, you could play with. Um, yeah, I mean, it came out in 2010 and in 2010, they added aftermarket parts Or I'm sorry, in 2011, mid 2011, they added aftermarket parts. Um, in December, they added nighttime. um, Eventually, they came out with a team escape, which was a semi-cooperative version of Police Pursuit, where four players and teams would try to escape the the cops. Um, There was a treasure hunt mode, where you had to collect gems located in various areas that would give you boosts of cash and in-game stuff. Um, And then finally, like two years later, they added drag racing to the game. Um, And then three years after that, so after five years in 2015, the game shut down completely. But uh, yeah, I think it's funny that you mentioned Need for Speed Most Wanted because they did. They made that into an online racing game um, that I, I i don't I don't remember, to be honest with you. And it flew under your radar, too, huh?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I've never heard of that before. You
0: remember the Test Drive Unlimited series?
1: At all? It rings a
0: bell, but uh, not as well at the moment. So, I mean, Test Drive Unlimited were open world racing games, not maybe necessarily MMOs, but they're in the same vein. Um, They were, I remember them because they were open world racing games, you know, earlier. I know that's common, more common now, but it wasn't common back when, uh, back when Test Drive Unlimited was made. And the first one is modeled after the Hawaiian Island of Oahu. And it has like a thousand miles of road and highways, which when it came out was kind of special it was it was really special. You could go into like the mountains and the rainforest of the island. Although it was missing a lot of uh, cool stuff like you can't go to Pearl Harbor or some of the air force bases. They left those out of the game, probably out of respect more than anything. They tried to bring the this genre to iOS. Have you ever played any racing games like this on your iPhone at all? I mean, I've
1: I've played a couple of different like drag racing games, but nothing like this yeah
0: they had i had the two i remember were race or die and drift city um i know one of them had cool like cell shading graphics but i don't remember which the two and neither one of those really did anything special they're just the two i could come up with um they're just the two i could come up with um what else was in the genre uh project torque or level r do you remember level r racing at all no, doesn't sound familiar. Yeah, it's kind of the same thing. An online one. Uh, it it project Torque was different because it's it got into some legal problem where its its main company like banned all the North American IPs. It was some weird crap, and and it got shut down because of all the problems with uh with IP disputes between the different companies that were working on this. How about iRacing? We know iRacing. That technically falls in this category, right? Uh, I know of it, but I've never played it myself. I mean, iRacing is probably the what? The that's the now. I mean, iRacing still exists. It's probably the most popular racing simulator in the in the racing simulator community, if I'm not mistaken. For those of you who don't know, iRacing is a subscription based online racing community Really what makes it an MMO is that it's a persistent world that you race in. It's not like you go into an open world, but what iRacing does is it has it has licenses you have to maintain and it has different categories of racing. So like there's oval racing and road racing and dirt racing, and then there's license categories of those and they have race seasons. And in order to participate in the race seasons, you have to earn and then maintain your license. And then, like, the race seasons have weekly races that you have to participate in. So it's a persistent world in the sense that you have online seasons to these and you have to maintain your status in the community and, you know, keep your licensing and then race on a weekly basis in the community. So it's a persistent world, just not really like you go to the island and there it's it's that you have to keep your license and race in a weekly series. You know what I mean? Mm hmm. Uh, I racing has like licenses with everyone nowadays. They do NASCAR and formula racing and dirt racing. And I know they have Ferrari licenses and I mean, they still add tracks. They added a track like in the beginning of this year. So they're still adding to iRacing. I forgot what you pay for iRacing per month. Yeah. I forgot what you pay for iRacing per month. Do you remember? You don't remember at all.
1: Uh, yeah. I've never done it. So I couldn't tell you.
0: You've never done iRacing. I would think that'd be something. Well, I guess you have to be in the mood to. Um, you have to be in the mood to play that. I know iRacing's been on my radar because it's got VR capability, and I've been wanting to try it for VR. But it's like ten bucks a month uh, due to do the subscription. But like I said, you constantly get you constantly get new tracks and new stuff. You know.
1: I mean, I honestly hadn't heard about it until a few months ago when Damon started playing it. So that and then I just don't know that I would want to get something like that on a subscription because I don't play enough racing games at the moment to justify it.
0: Yeah, it says that recently they got NASCAR Next Gen series class cars and Chica- and the Chicago Street Circuit. Um wow. so they they added that they added the Red Bull Ring, Nashville Super Speedway. You can now drive a Porsche 911 GT3R. Um, they added Bristol Ra- Raceway. Um, wow, they added a lot of stuff, man. I'm looking at a list of just tires that they added to cars for cars. It's it's pretty detailed here. So, wow. I mean, iRacing, iRacing is a big one. But, yeah, I mean, that's... I know I'm probably missing some online, you know, MMO, ours, but that's that's most of the genre. You know what else is really fascinating, though? What's that? I looked up because Motor City Online was canceled and it was a motor, uh, a Need for Speed game. I didn't know where else we get a chance to talk about this, but I looked up other canceled games in the Need for Speed series, and there's some really fascinating ones here. Oh, so the first game in the Need for Speed series that was canceled was Need for Speed 64, which I guess kind of explains itself, doesn't it? Would have been a uh, need- It was at the
1: 64th installment.
0: Oh, yeah, I, not so. Um, yeah, you got it. I guess I can move on to the next one. I uh, know. Uh, need for Speed 64 obviously was for the Nintendo 64, and uh, it was canceled, and then EA signed a deal with Volkswagen to make a game around the new Beetle, because this was about when the new Beetle was coming out and they took the Need for Speed 64 project and they turned it into Beetle Adventure Racing. Oh. (laughs) Right? There was one called Need for Speed 10 Terror 5, which obviously you can tell where this one falls in this series, but this was a concept that was pitched to EA around 2008, and the goal of the game was to answer the question, how can large-scale street racing take place in a post-911 U.S. city? And apparently oh. there's right? apparently there's concept art out there that depicts a group of street racers named the Terror 5 alongside mock-up of gameplay in which players hack into police cars. Hmm. So, Rob, how can large-scale street racing take place in a non- post-911 U.S. city? <laughs> uh,
1: they are very organized. It's actually kind of insane.
0: They're very organized. Very, very organized.
1: And fast. That helps.
0: Yeah, and very fast. There was one called Need for Speed Millionaire that was canceled. Need for Speed Millionaire was going to be an online-only Need for Speed that was made by Criterion sometime after the release of Burnout Paradise. Hmm. And it was supposed to... Basically, the concept was you would have gone on an adventure with your friends after winning the lottery and and it, as a, and, and then purchasing a ton of supercars. Um, it was coined as a free burn meets Top Gear Challenge type game. Uh, they eventually canceled it when they remade Need for Speed Hot Pursuit. Uh, when did they remake that? 2011, I think? We played that one together online. And there was also one called Need for Speed Edge that was canceled. Uh, this was made uh, by EA Korea, It was supposed to be published over in China. It was going to be a freemium game. Um, It was going to be a freemium game that uh, really all they ever did was open the beta in 2017. And then they shut it. They really shut it down. Um, Yeah, I guess it stayed open for a few years. They used the engine, the PC version from Need for Speed Rivals. Do you remember Need for Speed Rivals at all? That was an interesting one in the series.
1: I vaguely recall it, but not as good as the as some of the other ones. Yeah, Um, Yeah. I can't really think of it at the moment.
0: Man, I remember the first Need for Speed. It was these were it was super cool to play these uh, simulations in the beginning because, well, I mean it was fun to play simulations. You know, at the time this was as close to realistic as as we got, and playing games, realistic games was super cool. Mm -hmm. Now I now I think that we pushed we go a little over the edge with realism and video games, but that's neither here nor there. So yeah. And that my friends is pretty much it. I, I mean, there's not a lot of online racing MMOs. Uh, yeah. There's not a lot of them. Motor City Online was a good, a good concept in theory, but it was just, it never lived up to expectations. And so it was short lived and shut down. Rob, Rob, I got a real quick question for you. I guess it's my gaming question of the week.
1: All right. Let's what, hear it. What,
0: what, uh, if there was something left out of the racing genre that you would like to see, what would it be? Like, what, what's left? I think about that with a lot of genres recently, like lately, but I, you know, what, what else is out there that we haven't seen that you think would be fun? You get what I'm asking? Hmm. Like, I would think that maybe like nowadays uh, and I know they're starting to see it like you're started playing with drones, drone racing, drone racing is a thing, you know? Yeah. Um. But I don't really know. I don't know what else people haven't done. Like, I used to be a really big fan of the Destruction Derby games and I really like Destruction, but Rockfest does a really good job of that. And there's something for everyone. Like, I would think, is there a towing game? But I'm sure there's a towing simulator out there somewhere. Grand Theft not believe it. Grand Theft Auto has a towing game. Let's look let's look that. Let's look that up real quick. Steam. Does Steam have a towing simulator? What do you think? Yes. I don't see anything towing in Steam whatsoever. I did I find I did find Desert Bus VR though. So if you wanted to, if you want to hop in VR and take a ride on that desert bus, you can do so now. Um but is there anything anything else that you think would be fun that maybe you haven't seen in in racing games? You really like cars, that's why I'm asking. I know, I'm trying to think, man. I, Give me I, a moment. I know. I know. Tow truck simulator. Tow truck simulator 2015. There you go. Told you.
1: I knew it was out there. Um, man, there's
0: been so much done. I know. Tow truck driving simulator 2020. Nope.
1: I mean, it would be kind of cool and educational if it would actually be, like, translatable into real life experience. If a game allowed you to go as far as tuning your computer and like setting your fuel trim and all that that would be so you cool
0: you think it'd be that's a novel concept um so you could plug your you could plug your car into your computer it would upload everything into a simulator and you could make tweaks on the game and see how they play in the simulator in order to push it back to your car is that kind of what you're thinking
1: Oh my god, not that advanced, but fuck yeah, not that you mention it, that'd be dope.
0: I mean, I mean, that would be I, I mean I'm
1: sure I was just like... saying make the game have the ability to tune your car, not like like in the game, tune your in-game car. Oh. But be able to learn how to tune from that so that then you could go to your car and be like, Okay, here's what I do, and be like, all right,
0: here it's tuned. I think it'd be cool to find some way to bring your cars into games. Like for a long time, you could an end thing for a lot of games was, hey, let me take a picture of yourself and I'll put you in this golf game or I'll put you in this football game. It'll actually be your likeness. You know, what if we could do that with cars where like you could take a picture and your car down to like all the little rust spots and bumper stickers would, would get like zapped into the game. You get what I'm saying?
1: I mean, with some of the photography technology nowadays, I feel like it could be pretty possible.
0: Well, the problem is the licensing. But, you know, if, oh, if, yeah. if you can if you can get general licenses, you know, I mean, there's Ford Focuses in... I drive a Focus. That's why I brought up Focus. There's Ford Focuses in Forza. I mean, what difference does it make if it's mine or another? Um, I don't think that... I know that licensing in the early racing days was a problem because, for instance, some manufacturers didn't want didn't want to allow uh, damage to be shown because they didn't want their cars to be perceived as easily brokeable or fixable, you know, not fixable or stuff like that. So in the beginning, people would deny licensing or they wouldn't allow licenses on games that show damage. And it was a problem. But I don't really think that's the case anymore. You know what I mean?
1: yeah I mean you just come on anything yeah. can be broken like yeah if I smash into another car yes it's gonna give
0: right yeah no, I think that'd be cool if there was a way to i I, I mean I don't know anytime you gamify anything people get interested but being <laughs> able to being able to do that back and forth the problem with that is it's so easy to break like it'd be easy to break your car and people could there'd be the liability issue for uh, being able to do that and and dump it back and forth from your car and people breaking but I still think I still think bringing your car and your settings into a simulator and playing around with it would be fun and then being able to take it back might be interesting but that's just me so yeah all righty well I'm not I I that's it that's what I got I, I, I you know quick and easy today not much to talk <clears throat> about with Motor City online um not much to talk about Motor City online what did you learn today we'll go we'll go round table what did you learn today Probably learned about Motor City Online.
1: <laughs> I was gonna say that there is honestly, even not knowing about iRacing, I did not really know that there was just a genre of uh, like MMO racing. I know I, I don't really consider Forza Horizon to be one because it's still kind of a limited lobby, and even RecFest, it's still just limited lobbies. Like I don't think of that in the same grasp that I would now thinking of these. Yeah. Unless that is kind of the same
0: yeah I don't know I guess i i they're not. I mean technically to some people track mania is an online racing game. I don't think it's in that same category i mean, I just think it's an online racing game, but some people look at it I don't know. some people look at it as a a persistent world. I just don't i don't I didn't include it because I don't feel it qualifies. but trackmania is a hell of fun. you ever played track mania before? Never heard of it. You've never heard of track mania uh i okay all right well we'll have to introduce you to trackmania um Hi. trackmania is uh it's been around forever and people can make custom tracks and like you have custom tracks with like loops and jumps and like corkscrews and like the goal is for people to make the craziest tracks imaginable and people have to get through the like get through them like yeah it's 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 nuts and awesome um
1: oh so it's like what they do on gta map building
0: it's exactly what they do on gta map building except Trackmania did it first because track has been around for like i don't know 15 plus years although i know in 2020 they rebooted like they redid like there's a track mania 2020 now so um, I don't
1: know, Dave. GTA 5's been doing good for a while. <laughs> it might be pretty damn close.
0: I know. I have to be careful because I. it blows my mind to think that GTA 5's been around since... My, I mean, I bought it originally when it first came out for Xbox 360, so... And we still have it two generations later. But yeah, there you go. That's online racing MMOs and you got a little primer in all of them and you learned a little bit about canceled Need for Speed games and And that's it. That's your lesson for today.
1: A lot of racing knowledge it was. And much in tune with the episode, it was fast.
0: Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Well, I, I, that's it. That's what I have. I'm not, I'm (sighs) not, I'm not going to keep, keep, I'm not going to keep at it. I think, I think I covered everything. Uh, Rob, what do you got before I take it out of here?
1: racing games are fun play more of them true if that's your thing if it's not well hopefully you find something else you like
0: true enough anything
1: else you want to add oh is this my my wrap up wrap up
0: yeah i mean i didn't yeah i mean it can do your wrap up wrap up and then i'll just take it out the rest of the way
1: all right well as always i want to take a moment to say thank you to everyone for listening it's a lot of fun whether we're doing it whether you're listening we hope or, you know, just 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 be in there, you know? It's still fun. <laughs> yep. But uh, yeah. Thank you so much for listening. I know. Let us know what you think. Well, I and did Dave, not Dave, what? where can they let us know how they oh, feel about it?
0: Oh damn it. I didn't know if you realized I skipped past it. I was gonna j I was gonna cut in with it. So damn it you got my you got me trying uh, to get what I need. Uh, <laughs> nice try too slow oh man all right so if you want to learn anything or see like video or pictures about memory or not memory card but yeah memory card uh, Motor City Online or any of the other stuff you know you can find it on my show notes which we always post at www.memorycardlane.com aside from that you can see a calendar of upcoming episodes you can read about us Our about Excuse me. You can read about us, our biographies, or uh, you can learn how to get in contact with us. You can join our Discord uh, and come and play video games with us. That would be a lot of fun. And you can also find our social media plugs. Rob, what are you doing on social media? Do you even use social media these days?
1: Well... I'm still working on getting my equipment together for twitch.tv forward slash F-A-T-B-O-I-R-I-P-Z.
0: So, Um, But other
1: than that, no, not really.
0: So every week we advertise Rob's Twitch that he never uses. So that's cool. He will know what it is when we finally get around to it. It's the world's longest buildup for a Twitch Twitch TV (laughs) channel.
1: Hey, that's what I'm good at.
0: Well, I mean, I have one too that I don't use. It's the same as my Twitter handle, which is David underscore is underscore wrong. Yeah, that's it. I'm always wrong. So check it out. Mostly, I post Rocket League stuff, but yeah. So on that note, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm, I'm done. I'm just let's go home. You ready? We're good. We're done. Okay. Okay.
1: All right. See you. Bye. Okay. Bye, everyone. You're not gonna tell them about next week's episode. Do I have to? I think we should. <sighs> All
0: right. Well, it's a game whose advertisement stated if flying your IBM PC got any more realistic, you would need a pilot's license. Originally released in November of 1982, yes, that's right, we're going way back to before when I was born, the first version of Microsoft Flight Simulator was a very important release early on in the simulation genre. Uh, next week, we're going to use Flight Simulator as a talking as a stepping stone uh, to talk about all the early Flight Sim games, Microsoft's uh, Sublogic, Uh, F-15 Strike Eagle. I want to talk about a bunch of the early flight sim stuff. I had a lot of fun with it as a kid. I think it'd be fun to look back at some of it and kind of see where the genre started. Uh, So we're going to highlight all the different ways you can fly high. (laughs) Get it? (laughs) Fly high? Uh, Mm -hmm. From from the comfort of your own home. So join us next week. Fasten your seat belts. Put up your trays. And make sure that your seats are in the upright position. uh, Because next week we're going to make our final descent as we take a high-flying trip down memory card lane. Do the thing.